Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Here's for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Well, look, I, I messed up big time today, Connor. Oh, no. Uh, so, here's what I did, right? I mopped the floor. Classic move. Good good old Sean mopping the floor. <laughs> what did I do not ten seconds after? Didn't I cut open a crusty roll? <laughs> oh, there's crumbs. There was crumbs everywhere I had to re-mop. Oh, it was terrible. Now, the I, sandwich, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> but... The floor ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That every week I throw to you, and I don't know where we're gonna go. But now <laughs> I really, just, I, really <laughs> I really just have to ask sometimes of your days. Do you not feel like maybe a Big Brother situation where we follow you around would be good content for all these people? Maybe. I mean, look, I've seen the second half of the Truman Show, and it all seems to go pretty well for Truman by the end of it. I think he's pretty level-headed near the end. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. So maybe that could be me, you know? You just follow me around and see what I get up to for the day. Like a nanny cam on a dog. Oh, he's asleep. Oh, that's good. In my head, you were cutting the roll, but also, like, slipping. So it's like, whoa! Whoa. (laughs) Like, slicing at the same time. (laughs) And I'm trying to like pick up a bowl of peanuts and it's just like going everywhere. <laughs> Who put all those banana peels on the floor? Oh no! <laughs> I heard it makes the tiles cleaner. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, this is Movie Mondays and um, we are back with another, a lot of nerd news this week. And there was one yes. massive trailer that I'm assuming everyone has kind of come here to have a bit of a review. And it's probably in the title, if we're honest with ourselves. I'm, I'm assuming, I'm really hoping I put it as the title because yeah. it'd be mad not to, quite frankly. It, it, it would. But uh, we are starting this week with some other pretty, I don't know if big news is a thing, but it's interesting news. And that is that... We have Spider-Man movies coming out in in the near future, Sean. So Spider-Man No Way Home 
is coming yes. out and they are currently doing reshoots for that film now reshoots are fine they do reshoots for every film it's not because of shit <laughs> so, yeah yeah like they're generally called pickups because it's just like oh here's shit we need to make the shots make sense now different from fan four stick that reshot the whole film reshoots normally are like one or two scenes <laughs> Yeah, it's not usually 90% of the content. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. solo. <laughs> but there was one um, character that we were like, is he in No Way Home? Is he not? And that would be Charlie Cox's daredevil. Um, yes, famous Matthew Murdoch. Matthew Murdoch, as he's pronounced somewhere. Um, but he <laughs> is from the Daredevil series. And there's lots of nerds like ourselves out there taking... We would love to see Daredevil in the MCU. I mean, he's technically already part of it, but he's not really because they've never actually acknowledged any of the Netflix stuff. Apparently, they've thrown out all the Netflix stuff as just non-canon. Like, it's just stories that were told that don't play into the MCU at all. That was done, I think, in the last couple of months. And I think a lot of people were fine with Iron Fist (laughs) being forgotten. (laughs) But I think uh, Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio especially... I mean, yeah. the t- we were kind of all looking at that going, you've nailed the casting, and anyone else you cast, if you're going to bring these characters in, we will just think, well, he's not Vincent D'Onofrio, because he's really cool. Yeah, you did it so right in the mm. first time. Like It's like the way they brought back J.K. Simmons. It's just like, you can't yeah. improve on that casting. And so we actually might have another piece of the puzzle, Sean, this week, that Daredevil... I'm going to put my foot down and say he's probably going to be appearing in No Way Home. Oh, um, something of a daredevil yourself, Connor. Now, we kind of, for the last few months, every week has always been, especially with No Way Home, has just been like, this character's involved, this character's involved. And then they always come out with media and they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Little old me. <laughs> Except for Alfred Molina. who's <laughs> like, it's yeah, just, I'm fucking like- in it. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm the same character. It's happening. Do you want, do you want my script? I'll give you my fucking script. You can read my lines. Um, you having a heart attack in the background. Daredevil's return is imminent, Sean, as Charlie Cox cancels a Comic-Con appearance during Spider-Man reshoots. Now, he had to do uh, the cancellation of the Comic-Con appearance due to last-minute filming schedule change. And Ooh. currently, they are filming Spider-Man No Way Home reshoots. Now, I'm not a betting man, nor a detective, but I'm saying all of the red string is currently coming in one direction. It really is. Now, like, that that lines up far too neatly for it not to be the case. Because like, he's definitely in the movie. He has to be in the movie. Also, so, Charlie Cox is currently filming no other film that he could realistically I'm, be filming for. <laughs> I was just pulling up his fucking IMDb and it's like, yeah, of course he isn't. Of course and, he isn't. isn't and, look, and look, that's not because he's not talented, but I mean, someone just worked it out that he may, might have had maybe a few months off and so he's not currently filming a film. And so it's like, well, yeah. if he's not, what's he doing then? <laughs> if, he's not, if he's not on this film, but there's no other film that it could possibly be. It, yeah, and he's been heavily rumoured to be in this film. It seems to line up. And I like the idea that Peter Parker, because at the end of, uh, I hate the naming convention of those movies, Far From Home? Far From Home. So it's Homecoming, at Far From of, Home, No Way Home. 
Yes, so at the end of Far From Home, it's revealed that everyone knows Peter Parker's identity. I like the idea that like Matthew, Matt Murdock puts him into fucking witness protection or some shit. Oh, okay. You want him to be his lawyer. Like, that's yeah, not- I think he neg- like he cuts him a deal kind of a thing. It's like, oh, if, look, okay. if you admit to this, we can, make, we can keep you safe. Um, and it would also be a nice way to establish, like, have Matt Murdock exist as Daredevil in the universe, but he's just operating really in the shadows that no one's noticed him yet. And this is his, like... The minute we see Charlie Cox, I mean, personally for me, I'm like, put the Marvel brand behind him and give him a film. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. But here's the thing, because what if, right, because if Spider-Man has to go away from New York... Hmm. New York is going to need someone to look after it for Except a little for while. Except for the other seven heroes that are currently there, it needs somebody else. Well, look, a couple of them <laughs> are very dead. And Strange <laughs> is busy. Strange is fucking Str- busy doing loads of other Str- stuff. Strange is so busy. <laughs> Thor is doing his own thing. He's yeah. in space. Like, there's no one on Earth to protect anyone at the minute. <laughs> No one in New York, certainly. <laughs> and this kitchen is real hot. I need a hero. <laughs> Hawkeye? You could have Hawkeye. Imagine Hawkeye. that was the reveal. <laughs> then it was it was just a poster of Charlie Cox and it's actually Jeremy Renner. <laughs> like Jeremy Renner punches through the poster and like walks out John Cena style. <laughs> I mean, I think that the, Kevin Feige has talked that the defenders are on the board and that they might use them, but that's like PR shit. That's just like, oh yeah, we might use them. We don't know. But yeah, it's I, like a never say never kind of scenario. Exactly. But I think this is our first real confirmation, but not real confirmation, but our first real indicator, I should say, rather, that I think they're going down this route. And if they do... If Man Murdock is maybe even just a side character that we know about, because a lot of his arc has been completed already by Netflix, and in a very, very satisfying way, and in a really, really good way. So yeah. if you bring him back in, you can't really have him learn the same lessons again. So it might be hard to do a, an actual individual movie for him. Yes, and but I also think that, like, it would be really interesting to see Daredevil's take on the snap. Like, imagine, like, okay, so maybe they don't keep the Netflix backstory stuff, but imagine Daredevil took up crime fighting during the snap when everyone was disappeared. Right, but the world wasn't in... Oh, you mean... But Netflix, is that canon? I don't know. I, like, <laughs> as far as I know, it's not, is the thing. Okay, so it's, if it's not, yeah, you could... If Netflix is canon, then New York is built on dragon bones and collapse. <laughs> and Iron Fist caused that. I Yeah, Iron Fist punched the, the dragon bone. Ah, oh, it's so dumb. But, like, that you have to... That has to have happened in the MCU, then. Yeah, uh, look... Unless it's another reality. And See, once again, it's now multiverse, so... They can do he, anything. He can be coming from anywhere. It does not even have to be from our actual MCU version. It can be like it doesn't and like timelines colliding and all of this shit. It can be whatever they need it to be. Uh, but I just want Charlie Cox in the MCU, and I would love a yeah. scene with him and um, Tom Holland as Spider Man. I think they would have really good chemistry. 
And then I also want to see Tom Holland against Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> because oh. imagine that scene. <laughs> that would be terrifying. <laughs> like, as much as like it was fun to watch Michael Keaton threaten Tom Holland, Vincent D'Onofrio doing it, I would genuinely fear for his safety. Because Charlie Cox is, what, like 6'2"? And he's like, he's a built. Whereas... Like Tom Holland still has that kid aura, so he's he's probably he's not small, but like him no. against Vincent D'Onofrio is like a whole different visual. That you're just like that kid's gonna die. <laughs> he's gonna murder him. Charlie Cox actually five foot ten. No way. Yeah, not the they, tallest dude. They put him on a box. They put him on a box, or his stuntman is massive. <laughs> <laughs> that that might be it as well. Yeah, just do the RDJ and we're like heels the whole time. Dead right. Anyway, um, okay, so we're going to have to move on, Sean. So I'm very excited about the news. Daredevil could be appearing in No Way Home. I think we can kind of take it for granted that he might, he probably is appearing now if Jeremy Cox is filming things and he's not currently filming anything else. So <laughs> maybe. Um, so December 17th is when that's coming out. There has to be a trailer sometime soon show oh like you would you would fucking hope so (laughs) we're once again recording this on a sunday so if it drops tomorrow we are gonna look like idiots (laughs) oh if it drops tomorrow i will be livid with marathon and i'll be writing a strongly worded letter first shot charlie cox (laughs) the trailer oh no imagine that they just like spoil it all it's like here you ruined it. You ruined the surprise. <laughs> um, so we're moving on to our next piece of news. And Sean, this is not normally something we would cover on the show. But I find this quite amusing. And so we are going to be discussing Fast and Furious drama that we don't normally get to do. Involving drama? Oh, I think I've seen some of this. Involving one bald man and another bigger bald man. That is Vin Diesel and The Rock are once yes. again well maybe not once again I don't think they were ever off bad terms I think they just kind of were like yeah he's grand for the film he's, um, yeah he's like we're not friends but like we'll work together but recently uh, Vin Diesel was doing an interview and he was talking about um, that he could be a bit harsh to The Rock when The Rock first turned up in those films now those movies make a lot of money but Vin Diesel said in this interview that the reason why he was being very harsh and a bit a bit tough on The Rock was he said, I could give a lot of tough love because I'd do anything to get the performances out of the, out of the other characters in this film, right? And so right. he was saying he was being a dick to get The Rock's best performance, which to me is already amusing when you compare the two of them and their age <laughs> as actors. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, I would say, Vin Diesel, getting the best performance out of cast members is the job of the director, mm. not one of the other cast members. Exactly. Now, um, this this uh, claim got back to The Rock, and his his response, I'm only doing it on the show because it made me laugh, and I'm just going to read the first sentence to you, and I hope you react the same way. So, remember, Vin Diesel has said he's been a dick to The Rock, because he's just trying to get the best performance out. He's like, he's acting like he's the real hero around here. I mean, yeah. he's doing it all for the craft. And so The Rock replied with, I laughed and I laughed hard. <laughs> I think everyone had a laugh at that. 
just shut him down. Vin Diesel thinking he's an actor's actor. He said, I wished him the best of luck in Fast 9 and Fast 10 and Fast 11 or whatever they want to do, but I will not be doing those films. So oh, The Rock is out. But I love the idea that Vin Diesel is in a feud with The Rock because The Rock would murder him. Oh, in a heartbeat. I also feel like it's a very one-sided feud. Like, The Rock does not give a shit. Yeah, I think The Rock is above that stuff. Like, it, the minute Vin Diesel was being mean, or not even mean, I mean sounds very, like, childlike, but I think if you any workplace and there's someone being a dick, like, yeah. you're just going to be yeah, like... Unpleasant. Okay, well, I'm The Rock, so I have other properties that I can do. I'll talk yeah, to you later. I'll make Rampage 2. <laughs> I'll make Jungle Cruise. I'll do anything. Jungle Cruise looks to be a very good rock film. Exactly. Uh, I like... But, so he's just full on done with Fast and Furious now. He's not doing any more. Yeah, the, the Rock is um, finished with Fast and Furious. I, I'm not quite sure what that means for Hobbs and Shaw. Um, he, I think he's moved on to just doing the, the spin-offs with Jason Statham at Hobbs and Shaw which like right. that's a pretty big deal that he's not going to be in, in 10 or 11 or whatever they're on to now because I mean they're the last ones that they've said well I mean <laughs> we hope allegedly allegedly they're the last ones I think they're leaving a lot of money on the table they're going to probably bring everybody back but if The Rock is like I'm out I'm not working with Vinny <laughs> then yeah what can you do that's the thing, like, they want the big Endgame style reunion of everyone who's ever been in those movies. That's what they want for the end. And The Rock is like, The Rock is like the main character for three of them. So, unless he's written out in a very good way, I don't know, I've, I don't watch those movies. Um, I don't even think he's written out, I think he just, like, there's a, a the last movie ends, like, eight, and he's just like, I'll talk to you later, <laughs> call me the next time you need me, kind of thing. Off in the sunset, yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, Vin Diesel, he'll need to pick a new giant, super strong, super built man to have Batista. a feud with, I suppose. He's I'm just Batista. Batista. <laughs> it's, well, he can't go for John Cena because John Cena's still involved and he doesn't want to piss John off. And Batista's already said he has no interest in doing those films. Did you That's see that? That's very true. Yeah, he was yeah. just like, it's not my thing. That, look, it's not my thing. I'm going to be in June. So, talk to us later. Oh, someone said June. Are we talking about June, <laughs> No, we're not. No, unfortunately. Oh, no. It's just didn't have time. Didn't fit yeah. the slot. We, we put in the Fast and Furious story instead <laughs> of news, June. This news got in ahead. Just, just got beaten. Um, no, this story is only here because of... I can imagine The Rock being asked this question. And then, like, The Rock just is thinking, like... He's 6'5", like 300 pounds. <laughs> like, uh, mm, yeah, uh, I laughed and I laughed hard at the idea that Vin Diesel was trying to intimidate me into doing a better performance. That, yeah, and that Vin Diesel deemed my acting subpar. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? Like, half the time you can't even hear what Vin's saying. Like, Vin has a good take going, and I'm not going to disregard yeah, yeah. him. Like, but that's his niche. Like that, that's what oh, he's yeah. good at. And it, look, and it works for him. That's fine. It'd be like if Joe Rogan told us how to podcast. You know, Ver- yeah. Like you can't do that. Like you can't you, do it. You come for the we're kings, you best not miss. In that look, in that situation, we're collectively the Rock, and <laughs> Joe Rogan is collectively Vin Diesel. Just the hair follicles. That's mostly. We're gonna have to shave our heads. 
just for I that. I think so. And one of us is going to have to get absolutely jacked. <laughs> I dibs you. <laughs> oh, no. That's yes. miserable. <laughs> I like sweets. <laughs> I don't want to eat 5,000 calories an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want <laughs> um, So, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news, and we have finally found our Batgirl for our live-action oh. Barbara Gordon Batgirl film um, that will be now coming to HBO Max. So, originally this was going to be its own film for DC, but they've now pulled away from that, and they've said... Because Joss Whedon was involved, so it was a big deal. Yeah. Um, and now they've kind of pulled away, and now they're saying that instead, it's going to come out with HBO Max, it's going to be a project that's going to just, like, drive subscriptions, I can only assume. And they have actually settled on Leslie Grace as Batgirl. Now, Leslie Grace, um, she... I mean, you're you're doing the IMDB search, I can I, already yeah, tell. <laughs> Leslie Grace. What else is Leslie Grace in? She's uh, in the Heights. Have you, you know, in the Heights? I've not seen the Heights. No. Uh, and then she's a singer as well. Oh, cool. Yeah, I I've mean, not seen the Heights, but or in, in the Heights, I've not in seen. The heights. <laughs> I like how I said she's in in the Heights, and you were like, "Yeah, I've not seen the Heights." <laughs> but, not um, seen. Sorry, I've not seen Heights. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've not seen Heights. But look, I think she's. Um, but I, I'm just bringing up this news, the fact that we have now, a direct, we have the, our co-directors, um, which are the Bad Boys for Life directors, and the, the screenplay is being written by Christina Hudson, who did Birds of Prey and The Flash, and now we also have our Batgirl. So everything is fairly lined up that production can start almost immediately, so it's looking like Batgirl could be accelerated a bit bit more greenlit than it was because I think the rumours were that they had been seeing people for weeks to play this role, and they ran through like thousands of people just to play mm. this role, and now they've settled on, look I mean, we don't know if she's good or bad, I, I hate this idea that um, I'm sure she's great in other things, but I don't, I don't like the idea that someone gets cast like Ben Affleck, and the whole internet explodes and they're like, he's gonna be shit What's this guy? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, these people are hired to do a job. Like, they clearly like he, have like he what they're Ledger, looking for. Heath Ledger as the Joker got laughed at. The guy from 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, what? fucking Hugh Jackman. No one wanted him as Wolverine. So, like, I mean... And the fucking Hemsworth and Hiddleston. Yes. Like, there's that article floating around. It's like, absolute unknowns cast for Thor. <laughs> <laughs> they're the biggest fucking stars. I think I think Hilson retweeted that like just before Loki starred and he was like, "Yeah, we still think about this. <laughs> We're still <Yeah>. pretty unknown." <laughs> um, so I mean, it doesn't. I don't even think she's that unknown. Like she has been in pretty big movies before. It's just a case of in this comic book world that she's unknown, which is a completely different thing. Like even mm. Chris Hemsworth was in Star Trek before that, but then he had the audacity to go to the MCU and is like, "Who's this guy?" Huh? What? Well, who's? What's he about? Yeah, and like it, it's interesting as well that they're putting this straight on HBO Max, um, that it's not getting a cinema release at all. Mm. Um, I feel like there might be more talk about this if it was also getting a, you know, the Batgirl solo movie. Yeah, no, I, that, I think that's why it's kind of going under the radar. Like, people see this as less than because it's HBO Max, where in reality. 
like I'm kind of annoyed that it's HBO Max. Like if it's still a film, like it's not a series. If you're going yeah. to do a film, just put it out in the cinema. Like you're going to spend the same amount of money. I mean, you're going to probably have to spend more in terms of distribution. But then, what's the worst that can happen? You make a new star. Like people are like, I love yeah. Batgirl. Batgirl's pretty great. Yeah, now if the trade-off is that they can spend more on the production by Mm. putting it on HBO Max and making it a bigger and better production, I'm okay with that. But if they spend the exact same amount of money producing the movie and then just put it on HBO Max so they don't have to pay like distribution or anything like that, that's shitty. Because that means you don't give a shit about the actual movie, you just care about profits. And I think this movie, like, this could make a lot of money. That's why, like, it's yeah. a it's a bad character, and I mean, I know I'm I'm a DC fanboy if you want to say, it, but like, in reality, if you're looking at numbers, if you just put bat before something, yeah. like, it should make some money. Yeah, or if you put super in front of it, like, yeah. by the same token, it's it, it's it's a good formula for success. And so, I mean, you do Batgirl as an introduction, and then you do the Birds of Prey again bring them back in have like Barbara Gordon leads the Birds of Prey mostly as Oracle but I don't think they're going to do the Oracle route I think they're mostly doing like she's in her prime here yeah and look maybe it transitions to that later on like maybe this is a plan they have for all of these characters going forward Jared I don't want to uh, yeah I was going to say it circles back around Jared Leto's involved (laughs) they do Jared Leto the killing joke live action can this bad girl not have sex with Batman? I would oh, really please, like that. Please don't. I really don't want that. No. no. Why was that included? That's it's baffling. So, it's so weird. I still get like, you know when you just go, ooh, what did they call it? The ick. You get the ick the about ick. it. You get the ick. Like, because what's wild about that as well is because apparently it was done so that Batman would have a reason to care about Barbara Gordon. Like he didn't <laughs> fucking fuck? have one already. <laughs> Surely Batman should just care. <laughs> She's trying to help Gotham. He's like, good Surely stuff. Batman should just want, like, or even if like it was a like not a superhero, just a yeah. person. Batman would want to rescue a hostage. Is the bottom yeah. line? But what if the hostage wants to have sex with Batman? Then he'll oh, want to rescue them more. Yeah, Batman yeah. just has to have sex with everyone in Gotham, <laughs> so he looks after them. Where? What would you like to see as the villain of a Batgirl film? Would you? Would you like to see like? Would you like to see some sort of involvement of, like, a poison ivy or something like that? Or would you like to go, like, even bigger? Say, like, a I big team? I don't actually know. Yeah, so, like, obviously Clayface. Give me a Clayface. Always Clayface. Right fuck now. Yeah. Always Clayface. Um, There's a great episode good. of Batman the Animated Series. Season 4, episode now? 1. I think it's Holiday oh. Nights, it's called. And Barbara Gordon fights Clayface in a mall. For one of the fucking. Em- <laughs> class. Give me that one. That's a random trivia piece. Can we have that one? Can we just have that movie? Because I think that would be pretty nice. It's like um, a three minute segment. <laughs> do you know, actually, because it's uh, Barbara Gordon, it could be really cool to have her go up against Riddler and show how smart she is. Oh, yes. Perfect. Yes. Yeah. But, but I think it's Paul Dano's already in the Batman. Fuck yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing, and that, well, and that's also getting a separate HBO Max series, which will be different. It's from a detective the show, 
But yeah. is the detective show obviously would have to follow her father. So But is, is it like is that it's is it that say like is do, does that version of Jim Gordon, which is Jeffrey Wright? Yes. I think it is. Yeah. Does he ha is that uh is what's this lady's name? I've already forgotten it. Uh, but is she his daughter in this, or is is she a separate Barbara Gordon entirely? Le- Leslie Grace. She yes. could be a separate. I mean, it, nobody knows. <laughs> They're just kind of winging at it currently. They're just like, ah, yeah, just throw shit. It'll be fine. Is this, or is this J.K. Simmons's Gordon's <laughs> daughter? No, I think that universe is dead. But is it? Is it though? Because oh, it's are still about. It's Miller yeah. still about. <laughs> oh man, my head hurts. Um, look, you know, I think Riddler is the perfect villain. Um, if you're going to do a Barbara Gordon, because she is smarter than Batman, and like mm. her ma- her main talent is that she's the smartest character in the whole of Gotham, and so everybody, no matter who they are, like goes to Oracle and is like, "Do you have any information? Because you will get this yeah. better than me." Because so you have this thing, like if down the line you do want to make her transition to Oracle, you've already established that she's smart, and it's not like her fucking jumping off buildings and doing flips that makes her a hero. It's her brain. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we're moving on to our next piece of news, and this is something that I am going to admit, Sean, I fucked up. Oh. Um, oh no. Ring the cutter fucked up klaxon. It hasn't got okay. off ever in the state of the whole show, so you probably can't fight it. But I deleted the audio file years ago, correct? The audio file. You were like planning from before we started. You were like, I'm going to play this every fucking week. I'm going to get it. ready. I'm going to get it. I made a button and it's ready to go. And then it never went off. And then I got rid of it. Perfect. Now look at me. I'm in 100%. But the problem is, Sean, I missed a story from two weeks ago. And it's actually a story that interests me greatly. But for some reason, it just... I just bypassed it. I think we probably just had... I think maybe we were doing Black Widow at the time. So... Right, okay. It all got a bit confused up. But, Sean, I have news of the Barbie film. um, Starring Miss Margot Robbie. Right, okay. I was... Okay. Yeah. I, I, I remember briefly talking about this with you. Years back. I think it was... Years back, I think it was just like, oh, this they're working on this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's an odd choice, but fine. Now, they are doing a Barbie film, you did hear me correctly, and they are, and it is going to star Margot Robbie in the film, who is also co-producing it, I think, or is involved as, as a producer, somewhere along the right. line. Now, I know what you're thinking. You've got a Barbie film. I say, you're not into it. Okay. And and I know right. that. Right. And a lot of people would probably have the same like, well this I is have sound- questions, but yeah. yeah. It sounds a bit shit. <laughs> right? Sounds like but, emoji movie like yeah. kind of a deal. But what a now that I tell you Margot Robbie's involved, you're thinking Well Margot wouldn't get involved in sort of bad. Like she's pretty good. Yeah, she knows her stuff, that Margot yeah. Robbie. What if I told you the director was a director who is probably one of the best directors working today? And that is our news that Greta Gerwig will direct the Barbie film starring Marco oh Robbie. Oh my. <laughs> this is interesting to me. <laughs> this is exactly the reaction I wanted. So is this set in like oh, like Barbie universe? Or is it like... 
Is it? Is she? Just, it, I, what? What is? Th- what is this, Connor? Like, do you, is there any details about? Because is it like a Lego movie that they're all like Barbie characters and they're moving around, or is it a really fucked up take on Barbie? And it's like this world of plastic is terrifying. It's not I, fantastic as Aqua led to believe. <laughs> that's going to be the last line of the movie this isn't fantastic (laughs) the trailer the trailer is going to be a slowed down version of that song and then it's going to slowly morph into Johnny Cash Hurt (laughs) oh yes yes (laughs) Um, but not only has Greta Gerwig been signed on to uh, direct the film the uh, actor and filmmaker signed on to co-write the movie script with Noam Bombash Um, so she is writing and directing the film, starring Margot Robbie. Now, if anyone doesn't know who Greta Gerwig is, Sean, or why this is interesting and important, who is Greta Gerwig? <laughs> Greta Gerwig is a very accomplished filmmaker. She did uh, Little Women, is that what she mm-hmm. did recently? Yes. Uh, and she's also done, I'm actually looking through, she's done Lady Bird, uh, Miss America, uh, Isle of Dogs, she was a voice. Which is, I think, is pretty good. She's, she's also role, like yeah. a very, yeah, prolific actress as well. Um, and in terms of uh, writing credits as well, um, she has like she's done massive screenplays and massive like TV stuff as well. So for her to just sign on to the Barbie project now, she only has eleven Oscar nominations from her it's not la- enough, from from Lady Bird and Little Women. She only has That's, 11 from those two, so she's not actually that great. No. Um, <laughs> that's it. Uh, but I'm just very interested in, like, how do you make a Barbie movie, but it looks like they're taking it in a new way? Exactly. And so when discussing the movie, um, the... Margot Robbie was uh, talking and she said which is very interesting because we had the exact same reaction. She was like Barbie comes with a lot of baggage and a lot of nostalgic connections um, yeah. but with that comes a lot of exciting ways to to attack it. People generally hear Barbie and they think I know what that movie's going to be and then they hear that Greta Gerwig is writing and directing it and they're like oh well maybe I don't know what that movie's going to be. <laughs> And I think yeah. that's a lot of people's thought process because a very talented lady meets Margot Robbie, another very talented lady, and we could have a really good Barbie movie. Yeah, and I think it might like this. This sounds like a film with something to say. Is the best way I can describe it. And they're saying all like, this. It could be shit. Imagine it had like this much talent and was shit. What if you just go straight down the line with it and it's just like Margot Robbie moving with plastic arms and just like it's like it's like it's like like Malibu Stacy kind of thing. I can't I can't even like I don't think I'm talented enough to even fathom how they will do this, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes very little sense. Do you do you address the fact that Barbie has had infinite jobs by any like is there a multiverse? I would bring multiverse in first five minutes of the first, first five one. minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it all set in like a child is playing with Barbies and then it morphs into the real world kind of deal? Who's playing is Ken? It like Gremlins. Yeah. What are okay? Here's what I, James Marsden is playing Ken. First of all, uh, <laughs> of course. But I, I do you do this Toy Story style? Do mm. you do this Small Soldiers style? Or 
do you do this? I, I'm trying to think of a third example of a, of a style where it's a toy, but the real world. Like ro- like uh, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Unless it's just like in Barbie in name only. Like it's Margot Robbie playing a character called Barbie. Could be. Could be. Um, does it tie in with real steel at all? <laughs> does it tie in with Transformers? <laughs> We're Transformers, not qualified. that's the one. <laughs> That's a good example. This could be the Transformers of Barbie. Oh, yeah. Like, have a scene that's, like, really, like, ooh, not great. <laughs> like, characters yeah. are acting real stereotypical. Yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> Give us that movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I just, I read this, and this came out there, like, two weeks ago. I have no idea how I missed it, but that is pretty big news for this movie that I had very little hopes for. And these additions have made me think, I'm like 1% like, what? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm curious more than anything now, which is a good thing when a film's in development. Yeah, um, so we're going to move on to our next piece of news, Sean, and it involves Marvel's Blade reboot. Um, yes. And the Blade reboot... Mahershala Ali. Mahershala Ali, yes. Um, another man who probably has a few Oscars. <sighs> One or two. A couple, who can say? Who cares? Um, not very good. Uh, but <laughs> So, uh, the news is this week that it has found its director. Um, and so, what's happened is that apparently Kevin Feige and Mr. Ali have been joined by studio execs in meeting with at least a dozen candidates going back to last right. fall. So, they have been meeting people non-stop. To try and figure out um, what they wanted to do with this. Now, the director is, for personally for myself, rather unknown. But I don't want to say that because he has done anything wrong. It's probably just I'm ignorant, more so. Right. Um, and it's an up-and-coming director called Bassam Tariq. Um, and he directed Mogul Mowgli. Um, which, right. Is, and so they have brought... Uh, go on. No, that's a Riz Ahmed thing. I remember seeing something about that. I've not seen it. I've not heard of this director before. Yeah, but. and and so they've brought this. Um, they've brought him in. But I think the main thing that this struck to me was this is another one of these Marvel movies that they have cast a director that maybe a lot of people don't know. This is a James Gunn, a Taika Waititi. They just kind of they co- Kevin Feige's not looking for the big name. He's lo- he's meeting all these people because he wants the best vision for this character. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the, like d- presumably in this like meetings with directors, they had to give like, what do you think the story like this character should be? How should this film behave? And they like this dude's take on it, which is really cool because it did, means like they um, trust the director. Didn't Taika Waititi walk in with like a scree- a slideshow of Led Zeppelin playing over it? And he was just like, I want to yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah, apparently his pitch to Marvel for Love and Thunder was balls to the wall insane. <laughs> like, if he had pitched that like 10 years ago, he would have been kicked out of the industry. <laughs> so, like, it seems Marvel are at a point where they're trusting their directors and they're willing to bring in new blood. Mm. Like, they're not just getting the same person, the same people that everyone else is hiring in Hollywood. They're branching out. And also the news is that Mahershala Ali, he called Kevin Feige and volunteered his services for the role of Blade. 
that if they were going to be doing wow, it, he wow. wanted to do it. He volunteered. And Kevin Feige said, when Mahershala Ali calls you, you answer. <laughs> Which I think... Very pretty, true. It's a good status to have. If he's like, I want to be in a movie, you go, well, he's all right. I suppose yeah. we'll throw him into a movie. How would you like to be? Uh... Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think this uh, brings two things to mind to me, is that you have a lead actor who is, I mean, if he's after volunteering for this role, uh, role as Blade, he's very involved, he's very emotionally connected to the character, and now you have maybe an unknown director, but somebody that clearly came in and impressed Kevin Feige with the vision that they had for the character. I think if you combine them together, a lot of people were like, I don't know if Blade's going to work. Like, Wesley Snipes actually did a really good job in 1 and 2, and so it's hard to kind of overlook that. It's interesting how this is going to fit into the MCU. They must have a really unique way of fitting it all in to have these characters, to be confident enough to do this. Yeah, now we do, like, and we got... I feel Marvel do this thing where they, like... They pepper in information to get the audience ready. Like, Multiverse was first brought up as a concept in Spider-Man Far From Home. And now it seems to be the main thing happening in the universe. Yeah. In Loki, um, Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, mentions vampires. Like, just, just mentions it, throws it out there. Which then gets people talking about vampires in the MCU. And I just feel it's going to keep building on with that. Um like in Multiverse of Madness, if we don't see a vampire, I bet Doctor Strange is going to make reference to them. So that when they show up in Blade, the audience isn't like, this is completely new for this universe and I, my immersion is ruined. Like there's that little bit of something in their head that, oh, this can happen. I think you have to do a multiverse situation here because if the whole world is ran by vampires and half of them are vampires, I don't know if that works in the world that we've seen. So I would probably say there's a case of he's in his own multiverse that he like, he's the only hero in New York or whatever city. And he's just like destroyed all the vampires. Yeah, it could be that like, and, but also by the same token, there's a really good, I watched far from home recently. That's why a lot of my references are from that. But there's a really good line where, um, someone uh, mysterious says to Peter Parker, just like, "Oh, the the elementals, they're they're supposed to be a myth." And Peter Parker, and it's a really good line for Marvel. It says, uh, uh, "Thor was a myth, and now we learn about him in school." And for the people in the universe. They seem willing to kind of accept anything that happens at this point. I mean, half of them disappeared for five years, so you know, so. You you can't tell me that vampires showing up would be completely unthinkable um, in that universe. Like, a purple alien came down from space and killed half the people. I d- I, yeah, I suppose. I, I was just of the opinion that, like, you can't just have three vampires. I think, like, you have half a city overrun with vampires and surely somebody would have heard about the vampire city. <laughs> How long was Wakanda hidden? <laughs> Yeah, they had force fields though. I don't think vampires, vampires have, have force. magic. No, oh, they do. They fucking do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I I think it's a bold call if they're just going to throw them straight into the universe. Like just, they were oh, always like, here. Yeah, here. 
They're, they were just in a mountain somewhere. Just in a mountain? Rather than being like, yeah, we uh, brought them over from, like, Multiverse 306. Here you go. Sure. Oh, if, it, if, if they do it, it has to be Multiverse 666. Yeah, That's of course. the vampire one. Yeah, and Mephisto they're all... Mephisto confirmed? Mephisto confirmed. I don't know if we've confirmed that, but the natural com- progression of that conversation was Mephisto will be the big bad of Phase 4. Yeah, and Phase 3 retroactively. And Phase 3, he's going back in time, and he was actually Thanos. He, Mephisto was Thanos the whole time, I Not love a it. lot of people know. Not a lot of people know. <laughs> Kang-Hoo, he says. I'm way better. <laughs> Kangahoo, No, kangaroo, <laughs> Mephisto. You're confused. <laughs> He's talking to Chris Hemsworth. (laughs) (laughs) He's got full Australian. (laughs) Um, So we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this is kind of along the same lines as what we were just talking about. Um, But it it involves Marvel. And um, it's an interesting thing because recently they brought out a trailer for um, a, a movie or a series that they're calling What If, Sean? Yes, um, yes. Alternate stories in the Marvel Universe kind of deal. And it will be an animated project, which is quite unique for the studio. And everyone was kind of like, that's a bit strange that they're they're going down the yeah. animation. Or nobody likes animation. That has no market value whatsoever, you said to me. Wow. that's <laughs> I can't believe that's the collective view of the Heroes for Hire podcast. <laughs> I'm sitting behind like all my box sets of Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> it's, a, it's a joke, people. <laughs> but um, Tara Strong will somewhere. Tara Strong has put up her head like, "What? Something's happened in this oh, universe." I, I have to kill someone. <laughs> um, so now a lot of people, as I said, they thought that was a bit. It was a bit of a unique move. But now we have learned that Marvel is actually going to be launching. A mini studio off the main studio for future animation projects that they will be working on. Oh, I'm very interested in this. Because for years and years and years, DC has had incredible animations coming out about their characters. That, that was the one Mar- thing they had. It's the one thing they had that no one could take away from them. And yet, what if... <laughs> because <laughs> what was happening was the MCU was destroying them but then they were like yeah but we've got like under the red hood <laughs> so what can you do <laughs> yeah and a lot of the Marvel animated stuff was more aimed at a younger audience kind of a Saturday morning cartoon kind of vibe yeah like X-Men and Spider-Man and Hulk and all that kind of stuff so if they're telling like you know big scale animated stories that's very, very interesting. And I'm because I mean they have Disney Plus now. So Yes. Like There's you, your avenue. You can do a Star Wars whole series style of like Marvel characters if you want. Like that's how a lot of ca- Star Wars characters that people love right now came from an animated series. That are like, put them in the movies. We haven't seen them yet in the films. Yeah, and it, it gives you a chance as well to test the waters, I think. Like you can do weirder off the wall kind of characters mm. and have them pop up and if people like them maybe they're get, they get incorporated down the line or something have they said like I'm assuming it probably won't be the main Marvel continuity that will have animations attached to it I you see that's interesting because obviously what if is its own thing 
Like it's it's yeah. it's inbuilt that it's not in the universe. Like it's just all this random stuff happening. Yeah. I think at the start of it, like it's the Watcher says, there are many universes. This is one of them, kind of a deal. Yeah, and so I I actually don't know. I mean. Do you make it canon, but then you have to cast somebody from an animated show when you want to bring them in? Or do you just have it as its own thing? It's it's tough, because like, on the one hand, it would be a really cool way to tell more stories in the established we don't have enough universe. We don't actually we don't have, have enough, enough superhero an- stuff. I need more saturation, please. Fucking <laughs> uh, <laughs> Like, I never once, I never once looked at this studio thinking they need another mini studio. There's just not enough. Yeah, like it's, it's like, and it's not even like this is like Disney animators. Like it's Disney money will be put behind these animations. Get the lads from Have Pixar. Have you heard of a new studio called Pixar? <laughs> Get the boys from Pixar. Bring them across. You're working for us now. Do a Hawkeye story. But like it's. In many ways, and we've said this about DC animations, like animation is the is the next progression on from telling comic book stories in mm. terms of like adapting it to other kinds of media, S- like because it, it has very similar elements. You can do a whole so, comic paddle, like paddle by paddle, in an animated film. Yeah, and like your your script, you know, your the rough outlines of your script are there. Your rough blocking on scenes is there. It's, a, it's, a, it's still a hell of a lot of work to actually put it into practice, but mm. I wager Disney could do it. Uh, I mean, they probably have enough money to hire enough people to kind of cover them. I would say so. So maybe what it could be as well is a cool way of, like, on that note, adapting big comic runs. Like, adapt... The Clone Saga. Like, Civil War. Clones, adapt Clone Saga, do it. No, I actually think, yeah, adapt Civil War, but like comic book accurate Civil War. Because you have everyone. Because yeah. they own everyone again. They own everyone, and it's an, it's a much easier way that you don't have to do 19 Origins. You just like have yes. a, you have like a small thing in an animated t- uh, film, and people are much more likely to go, okay, cool. What's his powers? All right, grand. I'll learn about him in the next few episodes. Yeah, and like you'll just get it by context. Like, do Secret Wars, do Original Sin. Um, if they do Original Sin, we're going to get an orb, and that'll be cool. Nobody wants uh, that, though. Nobody wants, wants that. that. Everyone wants the orb. Imagine they did the, the orb. orb. <laughs> oh, if the orb gets live action, I'm actually going to cry. I want to see Swarm. Let, give me Swarm and Taskmaster. Give me Swarm. Swarm. <laughs> Swarm, Taskmaster. And then Ringmaster, uh, Ringmaster as well. All the all the lads together. <laughs> they call themselves Swarm and the Masters. Oh, very good, very very good. But yeah, like do you know you have all these comics there? Like adapt those stories. That's a cool way of doing things. So yeah, look. Just when we thought we didn't have enough Marvel content, we now have a whole new branch of a studio that will be bringing us oh, more Marvel content. I love it, but I'm exhausted all the time. I'm always tired. It's just too much. Just leave it. It's too much for me to do. do, you know, do. It's too much for you to do. Do you know what? Like, of all the negatives, right, and there's been like a million, the one good thing for the last 12 months is nobody did any movies for like yeah. comic book stuff. And everyone got a 12 months to be like, catch your breath. Okay, now we'll now. go again because we have 19 Marvel things this year. 
90 Marvel things this year. There'll be some DC stuff coming out. There's Invincible on Amazon Prime. Uh, fucking Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. There's so much superhero media. Suicide Squad is next week. What? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I think it's, I think it's August 5th. And Shang-Chi is in September. Yeah. <laughs> and, Sp- oh. and then we have also um, Spider-Man in December. Um, I don't know what's in between. Oh, Probably like Aquaman 2 or something. Yeah, something shit. <laughs> something <laughs> shit. Um, oh, I just thought of a movie that will probably be in between, Sean. And that is... What? On October 22nd, there'll be a little movie coming out that we will be finishing right. the show this week that a trailer has dropped. Um, and we had a teaser trailer a few weeks ago. But... This is our first, like, proper, as they call it, official trailer. Yes. And so, Sean, we are talking Dune, as they pronounce it. Dune? Dune. It's Dune? June. Excuse me. I said June. June. uh, With a J. Okay. Because I can't speak correctly. That's Look, let's just both not speak correctly. So, this is one of those things where you have read the books. Yeah. And I know very little. I'm, I'm saying one of those things, like me not knowing stuff, is like not regular. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> um, I have done a lot of research to try and keep up with you in this segment. Oh, have you now? So, and you know me, I, I, I'm going to do my research, going to find out names, going to try and figure out what's going on with this. Let me just check my notes. Spice. That's going on. Spice. <laughs> Excellent. That's one of the names for it. Correct. Because what was annoying me um, in the last trailer, so like months back, was we had a lot of people on YouTube and like in other podcasts and like, I'm not calling it, but like people are like, I genuinely don't know anything about this property. And then they're kind of just talking. And it, my, me, myself, in their first review was like, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> so yeah. um, we've seen the first trailer, Sean. I'm, or, what are your initial thoughts having seen this 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 looks really cool like mm. the the i love the Ju- i i love the first few june books um i think they're really really great it's such a fleshed out world and this looks really faithful to the first half of the first book yeah because if uh, a lot of people don't know is this is a part one to this yeah, thing because there's gonna be another one of these but but do you know the bad thing about this is that they have to make 500 million dollars otherwise they're yeah. not making part two which is the shittiest studio decision i've ever heard so my i mean we were going to talk about the trailer but we've naturally come to it was my big question was is it going to make the move f- or is it going to make the money that they needed to make i think think so because it's I coming out in october be, yeah which i think things will be back on now it's it, like it, it, everything is stacked against this movie because a lot of places will not have the same cinematic freedoms as they would have had this time two years ago mm. uh now i still think and it's only coming out in theaters because there was that whole uproar about hbo max um, yes where Denny Villeneuve wasn't told that this was going to HBO Max. I, so, I still think it's being released on HBO Max on October 22nd. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard that it would be 
definitely not as far as I know it's still coming to HBO Max <laughs> when it's released which I don't think Mr. Dennis is very happy about but apparently it's still happening <laughs> yeah and so look I I think it'll make the money I don't think it's going to do a billion but I can see 500 million for this yeah, but see now here's the thing they did put a lot of um, they put a lot of gusto behind Blade Runner 2049 as well and that did mm. not make the money. Now, the original Blade Runner also wasn't that big of a box office hit. It was a cult classic. like, And so maybe there was precedent for that. But here you also have a movie that could easily make 400, 300 million. And then be like, oh, this is a great film, though. You should have seen it. It was pretty good. It could be that. But I think we're in a situation now where fan outcry will get a movie made. Yeah. That okay. they've set that presence. And Warner Brothers has caved to that in the past. So, I do think that that's something that 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 they could do. Um, in terms of people seeing this, I think this is a really good trailer because it assumes nothing. Like it, it, you need no prior information to see this trailer and think that this movie looks cool. Yeah, I came out of this trailer knowing nothing, and I was like, "Oh, that looks cool! Like it looks like a cool idea with a great cast. Like actually, great, I think is an understatement. Like one of the best casts." outstanding cast <laughs> that I, I've possibly ever seen um, especially in like 2021 I don't know if you can get much more of a stronger cast than this film in 2021 with Timothy Chalamet no. Zendaya Rebecca Ferguson Oscar Isaac Jason Momoa Josh Brolin Josh Brolin Josh Dave Brolin. Batista Javier Bardem isn't even in this trailer Stellan Skarsgård is here like it's it's off the wall just the amount of people they got for this it's absolutely amazing. And the director's like, a bad either. Director's pretty good. Pretty fucking good. Also a massive fan of the book. Um, like he, It was his favourite book when he was a teenager. Um, which always helps when you're adapting oh, something. I think that's did, why it's did so I forget? Faithful. Did I forget Batista's name? <laughs> when we were talking about I think, I think we said, but, I okay, think we said Batista. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah. And it, I, I'm curious, what do you think the story is based off of this trailer? <laughs> um, so the idea that I've gotten from both, um, now I have done a bit of research as well on the site. That's so, fair, that's um, fair. I've, I know about the House of Treaties a little bit. Um, the House of Treaties, correct, I, very good. I, the other ones are called Harkin. Har- Harkonnens Harkonnen. okay um, but the idea that I would assume is that this planet is in in the most basic way riddled with spice right yeah it's riddled with it you know what i mean it's covered it. in it right um it's arrakis is the name of arrakis. the planet yes yeah. so yes. um arrakis is covered in spice all these people want spice because it's powerful in so- certain areas from what i've heard is like it can help psychologically and um, like in terms of like if you're a telepath or whatever it can make you more powerful stuff like yeah, that yeah so it Spice is like, it's a drug. People ingest it for like, it gives you visions and dreams and things like that. But it's also used, it's basically, it allows you to see into the future. Certain people then are able to channel that and they're called navigators and they're the ones who make space travel possible. Right. And, and, and they, 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 they also have the blue eyes. Yes. The blue eyes is a, a side effect of ingesting spice. Yeah, and so this planet has all the spice and you have all of these different houses coming to the planet to basically take it, I can only assume. And so you have Batista's crew who turn up 
and they're not happy and they want all the spice for themselves and then Timothy Chalamet also has the Trades family and they're coming in to basically fight against these other people but they also want the spice pretty much yeah like it's actually it's it's much more of a the Harkonnens were in charge of it and then this is written on the back of the book by the way so it doesn't matter uh, the Harkonnens were in charge of it and then the Emperor gave it to the Atreides yeah okay and so the way I the best description I had of this film um, when, upon doing my research is um, it's Game of Thrones mixed with Star Wars yeah pretty much <laughs> like and it's the inspiration for both of those but that's what it's mixed up with yeah like it, oh it's so prevalent throughout all of like sci-fi and a lot of fantasy as well because there's on the surface it's just an adventure story but then like there's politics and there's commentary on society and like what it means to be a hero and all of this and kind the of the vibe i was getting is that oscar isaac is the father of timothy chalamet yes and a very handsome man oscar isaac of course <laughs> but great beard <laughs> great be beard said. action great beard really good but beard I, the idea that i got was they were given this planet in the treaty and it's basically like they, you have this and then he sends timothy chalamet down to impress him as like you're my son you lead the team down and take this for what we what we're owed. Is is that somewhere right or is that wrong? Uh, like, you're, I I like how you're thinking. They have a really good relationship. Okay. Um, like Paul Paul Atreides is Timothy Chalamet and his that, father. That's Lito. a great seed as well. That he's like, you, no matter what happens, you're still going to be my son. That's it, and that's like that's really accurate to the book. Like, it's not this you you're going to be, you know, in charge one day, and you need to learn. He's like, like Leto's just like ruling is exhausting. Like, mm. it's really tiring. You can do some good, but yeah, like it's it takes a lot out of you. Um, I feel bad sometimes that I wasn't there for you when I could have been. Like, right. the, he's just really straight talking to him. There's no bullshit. And so, is um, it is it a case that um, Paul is trying to impress his dad? That yeah, Paul's whole thing is that like he wants to be as, as he he loves his dad and he respects his dad more than anyone, and so he wants to be like him, basically. Yeah, and okay. even through the books, that carries through all of Paul's life. Yeah, and and so we have Zendaya who's on the planet, and she is yeah. in Paul's dreams, basically being like, "Come to the planet." And it just like so he's seeing her constantly, um, and so then that, that's when he has the scene with Jason Momoa where he's like, "I'm having these dreams. There's this girl yeah. that I keep seeing." And Jason Momoa's like, "Nothing that happens in dreams is important. <laughs> it's only in real life, boy." <laughs> I love he's playing Duncan Idaho, and he's one of the best characters. Um, and I really like. There's a throwaway line. It's not from the books, but I think Momoa might have improved it. It's been like, hey, you're getting a bit of muscle there. <laughs> Am really? I? No. Nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> my man. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, that's my man. <laughs> the, um, I will say, the combat in this looks unreal. Like the hand-to-hand stuff. Yeah. The the bit at the end with him in the suit, um, I'm assuming that is like a future that he's seeing. I think so too. Um, I'm not actually sure on it. But I think that's like a vision he has of like and he has the blue what eyes. could happen. He has the blue eyes, so he's heavily ingested spice. And they also have similar suits, which I think visually doesn't look that good. But I'm assuming that's comic or comic book. That's book accurate. That they're like white and then 
kind of not white, just off white. In terms of like the the Atreides and the Harkonnens, is it? Yeah, just in that battle at the end with Paul in the suit, I just think visually you would put them in a different color. <laughs> That's nothing to do with the book. <laughs> That's just visually just for ease of like telling people apart. <laughs> yeah, I, I would just say visually, even put one of them in green, one of them in Maybe. bright pink. The um, uh, yeah. So th- there's, I think that yeah, there's like gold and white kind of a deal, um, but they're very similar on a sandy planet in the mm. sun. Um, but yeah, it makes a lot of sense to differentiate them a little bit. Um, but what I will say, the giant worm looks class. Very clever of them to put it at night time. Very clever. Yeah. Put put that at dusk because every other shot before that is bright sun. And then it goes dusk, and then it just shows giant worm, then it goes back to bright sun. I respect that. And that's the thing, is that that's when the worms come out, because it's cooler oh. up above. Makes sense. So, See, I didn't know like, that. But it lo- it makes it look so much cooler. Um, I would recommend reading at least the first book. I think it's really good. Um, okay. It can be a lot. You kind of just have to go with it. Yeah, it seems like fine. there's a like you have all of these powerful actors, like and actresses, and you have like so many people in this, but there's a lot of characters as well. With the, with this big cast, you kind of need yeah. these big names because otherwise, it's very easy to get lost in the shuffle. I think like it could be very easy yeah. to be like, okay, well he's just him, but he's Dave Batista. Okay, well I better watch him. Who's that? Oh, well that's that's Rebecca Ferguson. Okay, well I better pay attention to her. Yeah. Oh, Timothy Chalamet's on screen? <laughs> Interesting. I suppose I may watch him. I suppose. Yeah, I suppose he's like the leading man in this. I, I, the, the words I have here is, as a man who hasn't read the books, is that it has a great look and a feel, like a really epic look, to, um, just in this trailer alone. And it looks, just looks like a proper sci-fi film that you can just get involved with. Yeah, it's a very real world, like a very lived-in world, it feels like. But I hope Um, it's approachable. Like, the main thing this has to be is just approachable in terms of, like, people who don't know anything come in and they understand. That's true. Yeah, and I will say, like, you want to talk high concept, like, Avatar was one of the biggest movies of all time. Mm. And And that's something that, you know might not be super easy to sell to someone on the way in to the cinema. Um so I like I, I do think this will do well. I hope they get a sequel out of it. Yeah, I God, I mean they have to, surely. Like if this doesn't make five hundred million, what what does? But like I don't know what Black Widow's on. I think Black Widow would probably be the biggest indicator of how it's going. I know Black Widow had a big first weekend, but I think it dropped off second weekend. I think we're probably gonna yeah, see that apparently- a lot. Uh, grossed over 314 million worldwide on Did, a budget of 200 million. Didn't hit 500. That would be seen as a failure if they did yeah. that normally. That's uh, made 60 million in Disney Plus revenue. So getting close to breaking even, but that's my mad. God, that's tough for a Marvel movie. Because like the last five they did were all billion. Like easy. Yeah. Like easy billion. Now look, it, it, again, half the cinemas in the world are probably shut right now. So, And I hope it, this makes accurate. the money. Like, I think it looks that grand and that big that with this cast, you have to surely like go for part uh, yeah. two. See what happens. Because also, um, Mr. Dennis has come out 
and he said that Dune is by far the best movie I've ever made. He told Variety. Fair enough. No, I mm. like, I, and I believe it. Like, like it deserves, it deserves to like continue on and to have the success because the fan base is there. It's all, it's already noted as being an amazing story. So just tell it in another form, and that's that's all you need. Yeah, I I think this could be, like. I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's some people that I was reading. They were like, "This could be the Star Wars of this generation." Like kids going <laughs> in, go like, "This could be the Star." I don't know if I would go that far, but it could be a massive film that could be culturally like. In twenty years from now, there could be five of these. Like every two years, they make another one. <laughs> yeah, this could be the start of like the next big thing, and also like even if it made like four hundred million. Make a second one because people would be like, "Oh, I saw that came out, and now there's a sequel." God, it must be good, and then you'll get. And, more I, in. and I heard really good things about the first one. God, I better yeah, check this one yeah. out. But I didn't see it because of things going on in the world. Exactly. Um, so, Sean, that is our. Uh, I think that's the end of the show. Unfortunately, um, we, forever. I mean, forever. Um, we actually we should say that we are taking the week off next week for the first time. We are. For the first time ever. It's the first time since the start of the show we're just we're taking a week off um to enjoy ourselves, have a bit of summer fun, uh not with each other. Uh we're not hanging out. You're anything. going on holidays and I'm also going on holidays. And we thought we could record on holidays, but that sounds insane. That sounds like too much work. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be too busy drinking out of a coconut at that time. <laughs> I'm holiday. I'm holidaying in Ireland. So oh, same, same. Oh, I'm not travelling. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we are both away next week. So there actually won't be a movie Mondays, but we will be back the following week with our Suicide Squad review. If that is out on the we fifth, because I think the numbers work out there that that would be the next Monday after that. Uh, let me double check on that. And Just yes, co- correct, Connor. Okay. Good stuff. So that's just a that's a pre warning to anyone. If you're next week and you're thinking, God, there's no episode, the lazy bastards, you're correct. But also, one week off. <laughs> also, be patient, lads. <laughs> uh, so, yes, thank you for that announcement. Would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, very much for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back in a while with more episodes. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> a while. So to say. Whatever. Back in a while. We're when not we leaving like forever. We'll lose steam now. Forever. <laughs> um, so, just big shout out to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. You get extra shows over there. Um, and we have sort of a funny game where we, uh, I'll read out anything you write, lads. Uh, so, Connor, I've turned off the mics. The police are on to us. They've discovered our multitude of crimes. So just for my lawyer, could... And then the, it ends. I need to stress this with people. There is a word limit in the Patreon. It's also, Patreon Waffles, does it. Waffles, you're not going to get me again. I'm ready for it now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's on edge. He's like Chuck Norris in 2005. Um <laughs> Thank you also goes to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Heroes for Hire is brought to you by the Nightwing movie, Lil Dicky's Big Adventure, coming to a post-virtual Cloudaplex, 
Roisin Shrodoshin Halley, Ryan Wright Time Evanson, Sean Heroes Don't Do That Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Maureen Has the Fry on Helm Roos, Lil Dicky, What Was a Movie That Scarred You As a Kid McGrew. Um, just going to answer this again and say Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Didn't like Oompa Loompas back in the day. Oh, five one or the previous no, one? No, no, the original okay. one. Okay. Uh, uh, and also thanks Danny McLaughlin, Ray, so do all who live to see such times, but that is not for you to decide. All you have to decide is if you want a fucking latte, and, and then it just says the letter O. Again, there's a character limit. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, Luke. It's not my fault. And shout out as well to new patron. I can't believe Wanda did this. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. So thanks everyone for supporting us over there. If you want to join those fine people, head on over to the Patreon. You can also follow us on all the social medias. They are all linked below. But the most important thing you can ever do to help out the show is tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. And see you next week, guys. No, we won't. Bye. See you whenever. No. <laughs> bye. Shit. Oh, the habit. The habit. No, we're locked into it now. Oh, no. Bye. <laughs> 